Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, it's Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast, and I want to tell you about a great new sponsor. I tell you this, man, I love betting my friends. All things sports, I'll bet them on anything. Different games, player props, all of that is what the Cut app allows me to do. Cut, K-U-T-T, is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40-plus U.S. states. Cut has customizable odds, tracking capabilities, and an entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards. All payments accepted, no need for Venmo. So what are we going to be betting on this week? NBA basketball is in full swing after the All-Star break. NHL has been making us a lot of money. Use our promo code BELIEVEBUCKS, B-L-E-A-V BUCKS, B-U-C-S, for a 10% welcome deposit bonus. Don't forget that promo code BELIEVEBUCKS, B-L-E-A-V B-U-C-S. Cut, put your money where your mouth is. I want to hear cannons. Outfield, pull up, ball to the five, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans does it again. Fire the cannons, Bucks. It's first and gone. Outside linebacker Shaq Barrett is the first domino to fall in what will become the 2024 Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason. The Bucs have announced today that they are going to be releasing the two-time Pro Bowl pass rusher and the franchise holder for most sacks in a season. After five seasons in Tampa Bay, Barrett finishes with 45 sacks, 15 forced fumbles, and a Super Bowl championship. Unfortunately... Guys, I, I think just a lack of production these last couple of seasons from an off, or a defensive line that desperately needs to get after the quarterback and also needs to get much younger. I think the writing was on the wall for Shaq Barrett, and the Bucks ultimately decide to move on. Evan, your thoughts? Yeah, obviously, you know, I think this was expected, right? So we're not sitting here shocked, right, by this. This was something that maybe, you know, a little bit surprised at the, at the timing, which glad I got my perfect offseason out, you know, in time, right? So, uh, but I did have this move in in my mock offseason. If you want to go see the full mock offseason, check back to yesterday's episode, which we did there, uh, of course, after you watch this in, in its entirety. But, um, you know, it, it it is unfortunate, I would say. Uh, it is sort of, you know, to close the end of a chapter, right? And it's one of the chapters of one of the best free agent signings Tampa Bay has ever had, period, right? I mean, we talk about, oh, he's one of the best free agent signings Jason Light has ever had. That's true, but, like, he's also one of the best free agent signings that the Buccaneers team has ever had. Holds the record now for most sacks in a single season by a Buccaneer. Did that in his first season after signing a one-year, $4 million deal. So uh, the value that they got out of him was fantastic, and it was unfortunate, yeah, the last two years uh, just sort of, you know, marred with injuries, uh, and of course you know the terrible tragedy that Shaq Barrett had last offseason which you know you don't want to wish out on anybody but um the business is a business and you have to make tough decisions and I'm sure this is not an easy decision I think Jason Light actually talked at the combine today and he said how you know he didn't really want to call Shaq Barrett right he didn't want to make that call 
And um, sometimes, though, you have to do what you have to do, and it is unfortunate, but the Buccaneers are moving on. They probably want to get a little bit younger there, a little bit more explosive, and a guy like Shaq Barrett is a solid player still, but for the money he was making, the production just didn't quite match the price tag for the Bucks. Joining us today on the Cannon Fire podcast as we are live breaking down this breaking news, Mr. Bucks Nation, a.k.a. our good buddy James Hill, James, you're a big fan of Shaq Barrett. That's your guy. I mean, you've had the Shaq Attack t-shirt longer than anyone else. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he, has, on- he, has the, he has the thing in the back yeah, there. The yeah, frame, the back frame. The Shaq shirt. I mean, what are your thoughts on how this is ultimately played out? And is this a move that you also anticipated? Yeah, I mean, well, I've got, so I've got actually, people can't see it, but I've got the framed drawing of Shaq Barrett up there. And then I've got the Shaq Attack t-shirt up there as well with a signature on it. So, yeah, Shaq Barrett, I mean, I agree with Evan. I would say at the very least, the best free agent signing in the Jason Light era. Um, um. Well, obviously, okay, besides Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, yes. I. You know what? Life comes at you quick. Hey, Tom, um, Tom Brady didn't come in his first season and get 19 and a half sacks. He wasn't breaking He won a Super Bowl, but... <laughs> so did Shaq Barrett. I mean, I don't, you know... I, I, I mean, you know, um, but no, I mean, to, to Evan's point, um, look, 19 and a half sacks. I don't think that record's going to be broken anytime soon in terms of the single season sack record for the Buccaneers. Um, Shaq's first three years, I think he was averaging like 14 sacks a season. He had 19 and a half, then eight, then 10. That was awesome, right? What an incredible stretch of play there for Barrett. What really, you know, caused the the decline here was that Achilles injury. Yeah. You know, um, Shaq Barrett got wiped out for the second half of the 2022 season. He came back in 2023 and you could just is he still recovering from it? You know, we don't know, but you could just tell that a step had been lost there. Right. Where, he, where he's starting all 16 games. He's got four and a half sacks. And it's just like, man, Tevin's point again, the money is not matching up with the production. Right. Um, so this is something that w- was, you know, probably an in, in inevitability, but um, is still unfortunate nonetheless. Right. I know there's a lot of people who like Shaq Barrett, who, you know, have appreciated you've appreciated everything he's brought to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and it is unfortunate, but it's also, again, like what you guys had said, not overly surprising. Yeah, also just uh, the contract numbers, the the money that the Bucks are saving here. A post-June 1st release of Shaq Barrett would have incurred dead cap hits of $9.3 million in 2024 and $17.4 million in 2025, respectively. However, it would also provide $5 million in cap relief for 2024. So, Evan, the Bucks ultimately save a little bit of money with this move. Um, did I miss anything as far as the money details there? Uh, no, I uh, you know, just want to make it clear. Obviously, you did say post-June 1. That does not mean the Buccaneers have $5 million extra dollars in cash space right now. Um, that will come post-June 1. So uh, this isn't a move where... Uh, you know, they're cutting him and they're saving all this money right now. So it's not really going to affect the cap right this second, but it will put them in a better position, you know, later on uh, in the summer, obviously. And who knows, you know, depending on, uh, 
guys who get injured in training camp or guys who get injured in the preseason or even a regular season, you know, having an extra $5 million could, could make a difference there, but uh, you're going to have to wait for that money. But yeah, that is the details. Uh, they're expected to, I don't think it's official, uh, but they're expected to to have him uh, as a post June one cut. So while it doesn't affect the cap today, uh, it will affect the cap, you know, in, in, in the future, in a few months. One thing I did want to mention um and I'm not really going to go. We just, this podcast isn't really going to be much about talking about why the Buccaneers necessarily release Shaq Barrett. It's going to be maybe like talking about what's next for, for the Bucks after releasing Shaq Barrett. Uh, but one thing I did want to note, James said Shaq Barrett had four and a half sacks. And and he is correct. Joe Shrine should make ahead five. So we're, we talk, you know, about... Um, you know how much Ojo Shrinswink has struggled and disappointed and stuff, but he had more sacks uh, than Shaq Barrett did this season. And I know sacks aren't everything; they are definitely not everything. But you could see the writing on the wall. And and you know, look, Shaq, Shaq knew this too. Um, the way he talked in his end of season press conference interview with the media, you sort of could tell, right? And I, I think it was a a long understanding, right? That. Um, you know, they they were going to be making this move and, and it was time, you know, at the end of the day, it, it was time. So hopefully, you know, I mean, he's going to sign somewhere. Uh, I don't think he's going to be out of the NFL. So um, he's going to sign somewhere. And, uh, you know, I would expect that to probably be with a contender. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if the Buccaneers aren't winning a Super Bowl, you know, hopefully it's it's a team where, where Shaq Barrett goes to. As long as it's not like, you know, something dumb like the Saints, which I don't think you do that. But um Please don't do that. Uh, but <laughs> um, as long as it's not something like that, uh, you know, going to be rooting, you know, for for, for Shaq to, to get another ring. Um, that would be pretty cool. Getting three rings on three different teams would be uh, would be pretty cool. Yeah, getting younger along that defensive line is obviously something that we went into a lot of detail on on that mock offseason show. So if you haven't listened to that, it's an evergreen listen. You can go check it out right after you're done listening to this. But I also wanted to spend some time today and dive into what Jason Light had talked about today. Todd Bowles had also opened up, talked to the media for the first time in a couple of weeks. Jason Light, with a quote, said that they have started contract talks with quarterback Baker Mayfield, wide receiver Mike Evans, safety Antoine Winfield Jr., left tackle Tristan Wirfs, and linebacker Levante David. He also stated that he likes where they're at. Now, he also included Chase McLaughlin in that conversation and said that if the Bucs were able to re-sign all of those guys, they should throw another boat parade. I don't really know how to take that quote. I guess one way or the it other. It was kind of, kind of weird. It, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do feel really good about the Buccaneer strategy and going about re-signing these free agents. One of the things I wanted to talk about first and foremost, Evan, is something that we have talk, talked about multiple times here on the podcast, and that is the possibility of Tristan Wirfs not getting his fifth-year option picked up and ultimately being signed to a long-term extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought it was crucial that Jason Light happened to include Tristan Wirfs being lumped into the conversation of contract negotiations because at the end of the day, we talked about the importance of not only that move, but what comes from that move, and that's the ability of affecting his 2024 cap hit. So were you surprised to hear his name lumped in there? This is really the first time I think Jason Light has publicly acknowledged that they are working on a long-term extension Mm -hmm. for Tristan Wirfs. Sorry, go ahead, James. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, no, no, I'll let Evan go. He just tries to steal yeah, my phone. I, I know. You, know you, can't, you, can't, you can't throw a finger up and expect me not well, to go well, every to Every time I hear the word acknowledge, I, I got yes. to put the it on. Oh, I wasn't, right. up, I wasn't up to speed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Evan. Your tribal chief. Come on. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, 
Yeah, it is. You're right. It is the first time that Jason Light has acknowledged, um, you know, that, that that I was about to say, if you didn't do it that time, it would have been a waste um, it, that, that he has said, right, that openly. And, and that was sort of the expectation, right, that I th- I think. But it is, you know, sort of confirmation that it is something that they're trying to work on. And again, don't want to spoil the entire mock off season, but I signed Tristan Wurst to an extension. It saves the Bucks cap space this year. It's another move that they can do to save cap space and not have to worry about Tristan Wurfs going into his contract year, right? Let's say they do franchise tag Anton Winfield Jr., okay? That's a one-year deal. You would have Anton Winfield Jr. and Tristan Wurf both as free agents next year. I don't think you want that. Just, you don't You don't want that. So uh, I think it'd be nice to, to get Tristan Wurfs locked up long-term, but the bonus is that you actually save cap space because you're able to bring his, I believe we said yesterday, was 18 million is yeah. the, the fifth year option number. Yeah. You're able to bring that down, maybe a whole 10, 11 million dollars you could save uh, because you're able to spread that out over multiple years. So um, them being able to get a deal done with with, with, with Tristan Works would be pretty massive. Uh, I think basically what Jason Light was trying to to say in that throw another boat parade thing, here's where I took that. I'm not saying the Buccaneers aren't going to sign a single free agent, like an outside free agent, but I think that sort of means don't expect them to be too active. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, he's basically saying, uh, throw another boat parade. And I think he made something about like, oh, that's a heck of a clash right there. Like, oh, if, you know, if we had, if any other team had that free agency, you would be great in A. You know, bringing in Baker Mayfield, bringing in Mike Evans, bringing in Anthony Winfield Jr., bringing in Chase McLaughlin. So I think that's sort of what he's kind of hinting at that, like, you know, like, I'm not saying that we're going to be completely asleep at the wheel, but like, don't expect us to go out and sign six, seven guys. And, you know, so I, that that's where I that's how I read that. I think another thing Jason Light has done throughout this entire process is just continue to be transparent about who they hope to have on this team in 2024. You know, listing names like that, it makes me believe that Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Winfield Jr., a lot of those guys are obvious, but more so Baker uh, Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, and I guess Chase McLaughlin, that just confirms to me that, hey, these guys are high up on our priority list, and we are actively planning for them to be a part of this team in 2024, whereas, you know, I talked about this with James on one of his videos You look at the situation, the quarterback situation in Chicago. Bears ownership had to release a statement saying that we are going to be as transparent as we possibly can with Justin Fields throughout the process and the decision making. And we're not going to want to do him wrong is is what they said. But putting out a public statement like that when the waters are already murky does not help their case. I think Jason Light kind of, you know, avoiding the bullshit route of the general GM talk that you get from a lot of these guys saying a lot of nothing. Um, so he's he's slicing right through it, and he's making it clear who he expects to be on this team next season. We'll talk about a guy that he left out. But James, wanted to get your overall thoughts on on where we are with Jason Light talking about contract updates, talking about guys like Tristan Wurst getting a long-term extension and, and the effects that that's going to have in free agency here coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, firstly, it... it Jason Light wanting another boat parade. Maybe he just likes to party. I don't know. Boat um, parades are unique. You don't get them. You don't get them around the NFL. Yeah, he just might really enjoy. You know, um, he might just really enjoy boat parades. Um, who would like to be honest? Yeah, with you. Who would? No, seriously, who wouldn't? It's true. Um, uh, 
<laughs> the chat's wild, by the way. Um, um, secondly, um, you know, just to, we're not going to acknowledge that. We already the, did. The, <laughs> the the inclusion of the inclusion of Tristan Wirfs is very notable, right? Um, again, like I know you guys have been talking a lot about it here on the show. Um, again, Evan referenced his mock off season. Um, but it is important to hear it from the the big guy himself, right? Jason Light, Santa, uh, Santa, <laughs> yes, Santa Claus. Look, Jason Light is bringing gifts. It's the gifts of of guys. New contracts, new, new <laughs> contracts. Everybody gets a new contract. Um, I think we're in line for one this year. Um, but um, no, um, it it is obviously important, not just to keep one of your best players in terms of a long-term contract, but also to create that ever important cap space to re-sign all those other guys. Right. I do agree with Evan whenever he says, based on Jason lights comments, bucks may not be as active in free agency. And that may be disappointing to some people, but because you know, it's, it is always like, Oh, go get the flashy new names. Right. That's always an appealing prospect. I imagine people would be severely more disappointed if some of those players that they love, like Antoine Field Jr. or Levante David or Mike Evans or Baker Mayfield, go and leave in free agency. So I I would agree with with the take that yes, their number one priority should be bringing those guys back. And I know that's been kind of the idea the past couple of off seasons, right? But I mean, that also goes to show that, like, hey, <laughs> the Bucks are doing a pretty good job of having their own talent in the pro, you know, already here, right? So, um, yeah, it, it it's a lot of good stuff there from Jason Light that gives a lot of Bucks fans, I would say, reason to be optimistic. Let me ask you this in regards to how aggressive they're going to be in free agency. What kind of acquisitions we can expect them to make? We just went over how I wouldn't expect them to make any huge splash signings, any new outside faces. Like they're not going to break the bank uh, for that big outside free agent signing. But if you look at the landscape, you look at where this team is built, where the needs are going to be, there's going to be some more releases that we come to find out about over the next couple of weeks. So I'm sure we'll be uh, back live talking to you guys about that. But re-signing their free agents, that list that Jason Light give it, gave us is going to be a top priority, but I have a feeling there's going to be one or two other free agent signings that may not be the big ones, but they're going to be the ones that people talk about because they are new faces. What position do you think that will be? Do you think the Bucks are looking for another edge rusher? Do you think they're looking for an interior lineman in free agency? Are they looking at the linebacker position? We'll talk about Devin White here in a couple of minutes after this, but uh, Evan, what do you think, as far as potential free agents, what position do you think is going to have to be a high priority, especially if it's not going to be a splashy signing? Yeah, I think you're going to be looking for depth. Um, mostly, you know, just like uh, the focal point of my mock offseason was, you know, sort of the trenches, right? I think you're going to be looking for depth along the offensive line, along the defensive line. You know, maybe you try and find a, a, a Shaq Barrett, right? Or... um you know, somebody in, in that in that sense, right? A one-year, $4 million deal. Try and find that diamond in the rub. Maybe it hit, you know? Um, you yeah, know, may, may, maybe, maybe end up... Maybe 19 and a half sacks. You never know. <laughs> maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think you'd be looking at, at that sort of thing. Um, whether, you know, along the offensive line, you know, left guard's an issue, center maybe, you know. Um, so I, I think that's where you'd probably be looking. Uh, there's other positions. 
additions, obviously, but I think that the focal point of this entire offseason, I think, for the Buccaneers is going to be mostly, you know, re-signing their guys and then adding depth and more production to these trenches. So um, we'll have to wait and see how they go about that. And, and if they do target free agents, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if um, you know, it, it ends up being there at that spot. What do you think, James? We talk about depth on both sides of the football. We talk about the trenches. Do you see any holes in this secondary regarding what they might decide to do with a guy like Ryan Neal? Uh, what are some other priorities that you think this team's going to be looking at position-wise in, in free agency? Yeah, uh, first in the case of, of safety, um, we'll see what they do. You know, they, they're investing a lot in their secondary with obviously the event, hopefully the eventual re-signing of Antoine Winfield Jr. at the very least a franchise tag. You're paying Carlton Davis a lot of money. You're paying Jamal Dean a lot of money. And you you also have a quote, I believe it was from Todd Bowles, where he, he talked about Christian Izian and uh, Kayvon Merriweather, correct? I think, um, I think you're right. Where he, Evan, or whoever had seen the quotes, he was hyping them up, right, at the Combine? Uh, I, I personally didn't see that. Um, so I, I, I mean, could be. I mean, obviously, I think those two guys could be, especially with guys like Ryan Neal being free agents. Um, you know, that could be the case where, like, you know, gonna be rely on them a little bit more. Yeah. So, my, so my point being is this: is I don't know if the Buccaneers are gonna spend a lot more money in the secondary. Maybe they draft another safety to complement Antoine Field Jr. and and that secondary as a whole, but. Again, I tend to agree with Evan where, you know, maybe getting another veteran pass rusher in that mix is something they may look to do into your offensive line is somewhere they may go the veteran route, uh, possibly bringing in another veteran wide receiver um, with, with the possible of maybe even eventual release of Russell Gage. Um, that may be something they may explore a little bit, but value signings is going to be the name of the game. Right. That's why, like on my channel, I've been talking about which I mean, you guys know me uh, every time a player gets released. It's it could the books be interested, but it, it's it's not big name players because that's going to be the pool that the Bucks are going to be looking at um, to say that the Bucks are going to go for like a Brian Burns or a Daniel Hunter or whatever it may be, uh, I think isn't really a, a very realistic conversation at this point. Um, you imagine the Buccaneers are going to go for, I mean, gosh, maybe not even tier two, but like a tier three pool of free agency guys, well, which some people may be disappointed about that. But I've said it before and I'll always say this. You never know who's going to make an impact. You never know who's going to make an impact. We talked about Devin White potentially needing a change of scenery. We'll, we'll talk about that here a little more detail. Um, but Evan... I want to call back to your mock offseason again because this this topic of value, just like last season, the only difference being last season the Bucks didn't, you know, have a tall list of free agents. They kind of had a bunch of dead money they had to get over and then figure out the list of free agents. This year, they have their guys they're going to want to sign, but with that leftover money, you still have to make value moves. Evan, you brought up guys like uh, Mike Jasicki, who had a breakout season in Miami, went to New England, and his value is all the way down. Javon Kinlaw, a guy that you were really high on coming out of his college, um, just didn't have a very productive first couple of years in the league, and he's going to be another potential value signing if the Bucs look to do that. Uh, but, but that is the name of the game. And I also wanted to close with this quote from Todd Bowles on Shaq Barrett. Get your two cents, and then we'll talk about the Devin White situation. So this is from Rick Stroud. Todd Bowles on Barrett release, quote, Shaq has been great for us over the last five years, but these tough decisions have to be made. Who knows? 
We'll see what happens down the line. Now, obviously, I don't think Todd Bowles is going to talk about a player like Shaq Barrett and just completely shut the door on him coming back in Tampa Bay. But do you put any merit into that last line? Do you think this is one of those things where if Shaq Barrett just takes a look around, doesn't find the spot, and has to come back to Tampa Bay for a lot less money? Is that a possibility? Could he end up coming back? Is an additional depth piece just being paid a lot less than he would have been if the Bucks don't release him? How do you see this playing out? And again, does this quote from Bowles really mean anything or is he just talking? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's sort of both sides, right? I think is is it Barrett looking and there's nothing out there, or is it the Bucks looking and there's there's not much out there? So uh I think you know it's it speaks to how much they like Shaq Barrett. I know there is a uh, there was a post by another Bucks page uh, on Instagram, Bucks Tracker. Uh, Matt does a great job uh, on that page, um, and, and you know, and he had said that you know somebody he spoke to said that it was it was a possibility that you know that that could happen. And looked like uh, I believe that the Eagles you know released Fletcher Cox last year and then re-signed him at a lower number. So it's not out of the question. I, I do think that. The Bucks. I don't think this was by design. Like, I don't think the Bucks were like, "All right, we're going to release you and then sign you back." I don't really think it was by design that way. Um, but I do think both sides are sort of going to look see what's out there. If there's nothing out there, who knows? I mean, I think Barrett would love to come back to Tampa, and I, and I think you know the Bucks would ideally like to have him back again. Just the numbers didn't really match the productivity, so it, it would have shocked me. No, but I would say it's probably kind of at this point. I I would guess the Buccaneers probably look elsewhere, and and Shaq probably at this point in his career is looking for a better chance, you know, to to win a ring. So I mean, hey, maybe he believes that that's in Tampa. You know, who knows? But um, I feel like if a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Detroit Lions or you know anybody like the San Francisco Forty Niners, you know, uh, somebody like that, I think if they were to come calling, have to imagine Shaq may be more willing to go there. Uh, rather than than return to Tampa, but I'm certainly not going to rule it out just like Bowles did there. Jason Light talked a lot at the podium today about some contract extensions, some free agent priorities for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He even listed names. Levante David, Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Chase McLaughlin, Antoine Winfield Jr., Tristan Wirfs. A name he did not mention is big-name free agent linebacker Devin White. Now, he was asked about not mentioning Devin White, Bucks GM Jason Light on if lines of communication have been opened between him and Devin White. He says, quote, no, period. <laughs> we're still That's trying. Very funny. We're still trying to make some decisions, end quote. Uh, we're still I mean, trying that, to make that, some that, that tells you all you need to know, by the way. It, it does. It does. Uh, we're still trying to make some decisions as GM talk at its finest, as I had referred to earlier in the episode. But uh, we've been saying it for weeks. I mean, we've been saying it since the regular season. I think after that game against Green Bay, uh, the writing has been on the wall for Devin White. And I think this is just a relationship too far gone. And uh, again, Evan, just like you said, that quote from Jason Light pretty much tells you everything you need to know about if the Bucks are going to make re-signing Devin White a priority or not. They said they were having talks with Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Avante David, Chase McLaughlin, and Tristan Wirfs. When asked about Devin White, he said, no, we have too many decisions to make right now. So, like, what does that seriously show you? Like it, the like you said, the writing is on the wall right now, and it's been on the wall for, honestly, you know me, honest, I think the writing has been on the wall since last April since when he the, made that trade request. Yeah, but. since the trade request, since being Mr. Twitter Fingers, like we've talked about it time and time again, uh, the off-field drama that, that Devin White has caused 
specifically within the fan base, but I think that's a lot of what made this fan base turn on him these last couple of seasons. James, your thoughts on uh, the Devin White saga? Yeah, I mean, talk about the writing on the wall. I mean, oh my gosh. It just, no, 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 we're not, we're not bringing him back. No, you know, uh, it's wild, right? Um, Jason Light, we've talked about it before. I know you guys have talked about it before. Can sometimes be very, not tricky, but dance around certain things whenever he really wants to. Um, and the fact that he just was so blunt with this statement says everything you need to know. If there was anybody who still had any sliver of an idea that Devin White had a possibility of coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think it died today mm-hmm. um, with with that. Um, and, and look, you know, right, we talked about it over on my channel. It's time, right? Like it, it is just it's it's best for Devin White. It's best for the Bucks. It is what it is, you know, and, and that doesn't take away from Devin White's contributions to the Bucks. He was obviously a big part of that 2020 Super Bowl run um, and he had some good years in Tampa Bay. But the past couple of years have not been what you would want. Obviously not the way the Buccaneers wanted it to go. You know, they they thought that Devin White could be that $20 million per year linebacker guy. And at times he showed that, hey, he could have been, but it just it, it never really came together that way completely. Um, and he's going to be looking for a different team. Just simple as that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he's going to go. Um, but yeah, it's not not really surprising. It's been something like Evan said, it's been something that's been on a lot of people's minds. And just uh, if you want any more confirmation, folks, you have it now. So very talented player, just a lack of consistency over the last couple of seasons, especially after seeing what he was capable of. He was one of the most hyped linebackers in the NFL after that Super Bowl 55 victory with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think it's time, just like you both said, I I think Devin White, very talented player, and I think a change of scenery is going to do him well. Uh, I don't know if he's going to quite have the resurgence and play like the player we were hoping he could be during that 2020 playoff run, but he's going to get back to that Devin White caliber of player that the NFL pundits love to talk about. You know, even when he was uh, performing below most fan expectations, he was still being talked about nationally in a positive light. And uh, I I think whatever team ends up signing him, it's probably going to be one of the more talked about free agent signings. I think think it's going to be a value signing, you know, one year deal, potentially two year deal, low money. Uh, They could potentially get a pretty decent linebacker for not a lot of money after his market value uh, has dropped since the beginning of the 2023 season. But I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush here as well. Devin White is not a, a bust. He's not a missed pick by Jason Light by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know. Why are you making that face, Evan? Because I know things ultimately did not work out. But I don't know if this Buccaneers defense is quite as dominant as they are in that postseason run in 2020 without Devin White on the roster. It's four games. Okay. He five. He played five seasons. That's all I need to say. It's four games. Like, he was great for those four games, sure. But, like, had an okay rookie year. Um, I'm not saying as a bus is, is in first-round pick. Top five pick? Uh, uh, that That's pretty rich for a top five pick especially when you passed on uh, Josh Allen, a career edge rusher. And guess what they need now? So, yeah. 
I get what you're saying. Hindsight's always going to be 2020, and we've had this conversation before about the talent the Bucks left on the board, uh, taking Devin White at pick number five. So for a top five pick, I, I guess I can understand, but we just needed him to be consistent. You know, he he was good at times; he was great, but he was never consistently great. And you just you have to be that, especially with the pressure of Levante David potentially not playing that many more seasons. The Bucks wanted him to be their cornerstone of that defense for a long time. And I just don't think he is uh, he is fit to be that guy. So I believe that's everything we had on the docket for today. We talked about Jason Light. We talked about Devin White. New contracts for Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, Chase McLaughlin, man. Let's make sure he gets his roses. He definitely deserves it. Talk about Shaq Barrett being one of the best free agent signings in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. What is Chase McLaughlin top three? Top top four. I mean, you know, Tom Brady, not yet. Tom Brady, <laughs> not, 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 of the ones yet. that we have seen, Tom Brady, Shaq Barrett. I mean, you put, you put Chase McLaughlin. How, how far back do you want to go? Because I mean, Simeon Rice is there. You gonna put Chase um, McLaughlin or above uh, or below Ryan Sucka? For now, below still because Ryan Sucka didn't miss a kick during the Super Bowl run. So that is fair. That is fair. And and like before that, the Bucks were like dying for a consistent kicker. And yeah. just didn't have it for like so. a decade. We needed one. Yeah, so Ryan Ryan Suckup was was the more meaningful signing than, than Chase McLaughlin. I would say it signified like, oh, after years they finally have a consistent kicker. One last question here in chat from Brian Duncan: Antoine Winfield Jr. new contract or franchise tag? Jason Light did mention this a little bit today, and he had mentioned that you know they're going to try and get a deal done, but having that franchise tag in their back pocket is something that they appreciate. So. Uh, one way or another, he's definitely not leaving Tampa Bay. But Evan, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's a long-term extension, or do they inevitably use the franchise tag and try and figure it out later when maybe that contract gets a little more expensive? I would prefer a long-term deal, obviously, uh, but I do think it's probably the franchise tag. I wouldn't rule out them franchise tagging him and then re- re-signing him at a later date to a longer-term deal like they did with Chris Godwin two off-seasons ago. Uh, wouldn't rule that out at all. But uh, I do think that uh, – and, and the reason why I prefer a long-term deal is, one, he's locked up long-term. But also from a cap of vacation, uh, you can spread that money out. Uh, franchise tag, it is $18 million right off the cap. It is There is no spreading that out. So um, I think that's the better play. Uh, but we'll, so we'll see. I mean, I'm sure, you know – uh, Winfield probably has a number. I'm guessing Winfield's number on a longer term deal is higher than $18 million or else the Bucks would just say, why would we sign you to a one-year deal for $18 million? We can sign you to a five-year deal for $18 million. So I'm guessing their number is a little bit higher than that. And if they can't reach it, it is nice. Um, Jason Light sort of, you know, acknowledging that uh, there is a, uh, a chance. Wow. Nothing, James. Wow. Um, um, him sort of saying that there is a chance, right? They always have in their back pocket. That tells me that there is a decent chance that that is the likely route that they go, even though, you know, I prefer. So, so the preference is a long-term deal. The prediction is probably the franchise tag. James, I'm I, appreciate one, you I, I was going to say, I was the only yeah. one with a mic working there. Yeah, so yeah, my mic, my <laughs> mic was turned off Uh consummate professional. I am James. I want to say thank you for jumping on here. Talking Bucks with us over the last half hour, keeping everybody updated on the latest Red and Pewter headlines. For the people who do not know, Mr. Bucks Nation, where can they find you and your content? 
uh everywhere uh you i'm everywhere everywhere yeah. i'm everywhere <laughs> like i'm herpes, here man. i'm i'm omnipresent uh youtube twitter instagram all at mr bucks nation uh have a couple of videos coming out soon um based on jason light's comments today and some todd bulls stuff as well so uh just did a video about shack barrett being released and uh i'm also on bleacher report sometimes on the bleacher report app uh i have a show later today talking about the bucks so Thanks for having me on, guys. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. You can follow our show at Cannon Fire Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those Cannon Fire Podcasts. Best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL and check out his written work at BucksNation.com. You got anything this week for Bucks Nation or for the YouTube channel? Uh, gonna be taking a look, and I might turn this into a video for the channel as well. But just taking a look at maybe, and I know Bucks fans aren't gonna want to hear it, but maybe some options that the Buccaneers do have at the wide receiver position should Mike Evans not return. I was gonna do one for Baker Mayfield, but I, I think it's pretty clear that like they're probably bringing him back, so it's a little less clear with Mike Evans. So I do want to highlight, you know, sort of what they could possibly do uh, should Mike Evans not be back. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. But that's the show. Thank you guys once again for hanging out with us. Willie Beeman, the moderator over on YouTube, holding it down. Brian Duncan, Lore of Lupus, Holyoke Joe, Jack Mahogoff, Bridger Man John, Evan Blythe, Sal319, our, our good buddy Mikey Kelly. Chris Mail, anyone else that I have missed? Just want to make sure I get everybody. We got the time. I'm sitting here looking at the chat room. Thank you guys once again. We will talk to you soon with more red and pewter updates. Keep it locked right here on the Cannon Fire podcast. We'll talk to you soon. I'm your host, Rip Matthew, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish, and our special guest, James Hill. We'll see you in the next one. Until then, and as always, thank you for listening, and go Bucks. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.